flipping bats. What a great one we got today. The NL MVP was just announced. AL MVP being announced in just a few minutes and a lot to talk about in between. We're going to play Guess That Free Agent, a game where I get three teams from the past and figure out who the free agent is. And Alex and I have some bold free agent predictions all coming right up. It's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. A high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. By the way, if people are watching right now and not just listening, they might be saying, Ben, why are you wearing that goofy-looking Christmas sweater? Oh, no. Festive. Festive. Very beautiful festive Christmas I think goofy sweater. is a complimentary term for, like, a wacky Christmas sweater. You okay. Know? But festive as well. All right. And, but the answer, Alex, yes. is because guess what time it is, my friends? The World Cup is right around the corner. We are just a couple days away, and we got... These are so cool. We got personalized Christmas sweaters. Personalized Christmas sweaters. This is the season for the World Cup, which is very rare. It usually happens during the summer, and it's happening during the holiday season. USA kicks off on Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific. It's going to be insane. It's going to be insane, and so are these Christmas sweaters. These are so so cool. cool. So shout out to Fox for the Christmas sweaters. All of our friends, I feel like, are in Qatar right now getting ready for the big day, which starts... Sunday, Team USA starts Monday, so make sure we're all watching that. World Cup 2022 in Qatar on Fox starting soon with sick Christmas sweaters. Uh, By the way. Yes. NL MVP just announced a few minutes ago, Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals is the National League MVP most valuable player. Congratulations to to Paul Goldschmidt. So well-deserved. I feel like he was just the the epitome of consistency throughout the regular season. He dominated this year. He was awesome. And he has been on the cusp of getting this done so many times in his career. Two times second-place finish. One time third-place finish. He has been knocking on the door of the MVP award, and he finally gets it done. So congratulations to him. What a year. 317, a 981 OPS, 178 knocks, 35 home runs, 115 RBIs. Truly a remarkable year for Goldie. And personally, I'm very excited to see him get this done just because of how close he's been in his career. Really cool to see him finally do it. The other crazy thing to kind of wrap your head around is he is the oldest since Barry Bonds won this award in 2004 when Barry Bonds was 40 because Goldschmidt is 35. But we didn't really talk about it and debate about the National League MVP that much because we were so wrapped up in the American League MVP that he just kind of slid through the whole season. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's probably going to be Goldschmidt. That's just what it's going to be, that there was never really a question or a doubt he was going to get it. But just so awesome because he's been close so many times that he finally got it done at age 35 on a team that was having just a magical run this season towards the end of the season obviously didn't pan out the way they thought it would in the playoffs. But the whole situation was just between a couple MVP-style seasons, um, setting records with Pujols, the most magical farewell tour ever. It 
it was it was a cool thing to watch the Cardinals this year. You mentioned his age, and I don't think like I don't think I realized he was thirty five. Yeah, like not that that's old, but it's older for baseball. For athletes. And there have only been ten players to ever win the MVP award at thirty five or older. Yeah, Goldie makes the eleventh, which. Look, that's pretty That's pretty cool, as you mentioned, first since Barry Bonds in 2004. Uh, but this is his fourth top three finish, making him the 13th first baseman to have four or more top three MVP finishes. Of those 12 mm-hmm. other first basemen, eight of them are already in the Hall of Fame. Ooh. Eight of them. And two more, Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera, locks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Only Will Clark and Ryan Howard are not in the Hall of Fame. So to me, Alex, this brings up a question of. Is Paul Goldschmidt a Hall of Famer? And if the answer before this MVP was no, does this National League MVP award solidify Paul Goldschmidt as a Hall of Famer? I think yes. Yeah, I think he's in. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, four top three finishes in the MVP award, which in itself is remarkable. But now he got it. Mm-hmm. He got the one. He he did it. He was forever an MVP. No matter how many times you want to say, well, he was close, but get it didn't get it done. Guess what? He got it done. And Baseball Reference has this uh, Hall of Fame monitor. And I don't know the exact, like, everything that goes into it. We could talk for a while about what does go into it. But it's baseball reference, which is legit. And they have a Hall of Fame monitor, which is legit as well. Now, on this monitor, 100, right? The number 100 is a likely Hall of Famer. Paul Goldschmidt sits at 97 already. Oh. I'm going to. So that's a no doubter then, right? By this metric, no. By this metric, yeah. yeah. But it's baseball. You never know. I, I'm going to say he's in, uh, and this MVP. I would have said, I would have said, most likely yes. Yeah. Before this, I'm going to say yes. Now, Paul Goldschmidt is absolutely a Hall of Famer. That's awesome. So cool. And it's awesome, especially again. I know we we've kind of talked about it now a lot. 35 years old. That's not old in like the grand scheme of things, but in the baseball world and in the athlete world. That's usually towards the end of your career. So to be able, just like we saw your brother yesterday win his third Cy Young at 39, which is almost unheard of, 35 for an everyday player is also kind of unheard of to have an MVP season. It's just, you got to be so happy for the guy who's come so close so many times and then finally, finally got it done. I feel like because Paul Goldschmidt hasn't, You know, a lot of his career took place in Arizona. Yeah. Not a huge baseball market. Then goes to St. Louis, which is obviously a bigger baseball market, but he hasn't been, you know, he's spent a strong majority of his career in Arizona. Goes to St. Louis, but still not the New Yorks and Los Angeleses of the baseball market. So I feel like he's a bit undervalued in the public eye of just how good He's been because of this year. This makes number five. Paul Goldschmidt now has five seasons with 30 or more homers, six or higher war and a 900 or higher OPS. As many as Hall of Famers, King Griffey Jr., Joe DiMaggio, Hank Greenberg and Frank Thomas, more than Vladimir Guerrero, Willie McCovey, Willie Stargell, Reggie Jackson, 
I mean, these these accolades go on and on for him. And 2022 was his fifth such season of that. All, only Aaron Judge, Jordan Alvarez, and Mike Trout did that this season. So really cool, special for, for Paul Goldschmidt. Elite territory. Um, this tweet from Katie Wu, Albert Pujols announced Paul Goldschmidt as the National League MVP. An awesome ending to what truly was a special season for all in St. Louis. It really was. And I think, uh, I think, Alex, we were both a little surprised that they didn't go further just because of the magic that was going on there yeah. with Pujols and Wainwright and Yachty and then the MVP duo of, mm-hmm. of Goldschmidt and Arenado. They had so much going on. Um, but that does not take away from the great season that they had, the fun journey that Albert Pujols led the whole baseball world on. Uh, we will remember that forever. And it turns out, they ended up losing to the National League champions. So it wasn't a, you know, the, yeah. the Phillies ended up holding their own, I'd say. It's weird wow. because I guess that it was going to be the Cardinals to have that playoff magic. I don't think anyone thought it was going to be Philly. And then Philly somehow just kind of like stole that magic yeah. from the Cardinals. And they're like, here, True. this is going to be ours now. And took it all the way to the World Series. Um, as with yesterday, if you listen to yesterday's episode where NL Cy Young was announced first, we went live thinking AL was going to go first, <laughs> but guess what, Ben? It didn't. Psych. AL was going second, so we were live while Justin won the Cy Young Award. Really special moment, but same thing here again today. This time we knew, but we still yeah. went live. So AL MVP has not yet been announced as we record. Obviously, there's going to be two. There's one and two will be Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't know as we speak right now who is going to win the award. The favorite to win the award is Aaron Judge. Um, but we will have a much further discussion on that in the near future. And then the award will be announced and you will get my raw reaction, whatever that may be. In the near future, you mean 30 minutes, right? In the near future, we are, yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. Yeah, about 30 minutes away. We are away. about okay. 30 minutes away from the AL MVP award being announced. So stay tuned. If you're watching live, great. If you're not and you already know who won the MVP award, well... We'll, we'll hear the reaction here in just a little while. But we have some fun stuff to get to before we get to yes, that. Because we the do. free agent class this year is insane. Madness. We went over uh, my top 10 free agents last week. But before we get into AL MVP stuff and who, who ended up winning, Alex and I have a couple things to do. First and foremost being guess that free agent. So uh, I don't exactly know what this is. I don't know what who the free agents are. Alex knows more about this. So, Alex, can you explain a little bit what I'm about to get thrown my way? Yes. So, we're going to give you the last three teams this free agent was on, and that's it. And then you're just going to have to guess who that free agent is. All right. Okay? Last three teams that a free agent was on, I get 30 seconds to guess. We all get 30 seconds to guess. If you're listening or watching. Play along. Play along with us. We're going to see how I do, and you see how you do as well. I think this will be fun, so uh, let's do it. All right. Number one, he was on the Pirates, Nationals, Padres. Name that free agent. Start the clock. Josh Bell. Oh, gosh. I mean, within a second? Yeah. Yeah. Tough to be there. Okay. You know, the reason I, I will just say this. You might just like blow through this. I like that the clock's still going. 
and he hasn't come. There he is. There he I, is. I, maybe I needed to wait a few more seconds. Eh, that's all right. You got that within a second. Like you, you, you knew it the moment I said. The second you said pirates. Yeah. I, I knew it because I knew. Yeah. I just I knew that one. Um, but I feel like they're starting me off easier, and it okay. will progressively get harder. You didn't so, uh, see any of these before, did you? No. Okay, good. No, I don't know any All of right. them. All right. Smart But pants. thank you for your... Yeah. Thank you. I mean, All we right. have talked a lot about free agents, and we gave your top 10. We gave the ones to look out for. So, like, you're, you're prime. Yeah, but I was you're thinking primed. about this. The top 10 free agents, of those that come to mind, none of them have been on three previous teams. Ooh, okay. Right? So, like, right. my top 10, Aaron Judge, no. Trey yeah. Turner, Justin, DeGrom. All right. Like none of those guys have been on three, so I think these are going to be guys a little bit further down the list, which could yeah. make it harder. But Josh Bell, uh, knew I that mean, one pretty quickly within a second, you within got second, that within yes. a second. All right, you guys ready for number two? Okay, I'm ready. All right, three teams: White Sox, Athletics, Mets. White Sox. Name that free agent. Go. Okay, this one's a little trickier. Um, athletics and Mets leads me. To, to say Chris Bassett, but I, I, I look, the White Sox are kind of out of sight, out of mind to me at this point. So I'm just going to take a shot in the dark here and say that Chris Bassett did play for the White Sox. I know he played for the A's and I know he played for the Mets. So is the answer Chris Bassett? Yes, it is. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> two for two. All right. I have a feeling you're going to be really good at this. You, you might get them all. I or hope maybe, so. maybe I just jinxed you. <laughs> I hope I do get them all. All right. All right. Number three. Ready? I think so. Three teams. Red Sox, Royals, Yankees. Name that free agent. Red Sox, Royals, Yankees. Yes. This silhouette on the on the board is, is it helping? Is not helping me at all. This is a bad silhouette. Not a bad one. I just said <laughs> I don't I can't tell if this guy's pitching okay. or if this guy's hitting. That's good. Luckily, I know I know the answer. Oh, okay, fine. Red Sox. Red Sox legend. Royals, not so much. Yankees, okay. definitely not. Right. Andrew Benenton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're crushing this. We're three for three. Yeah. I like this a lot. Oh, right. okay. That's Red, Sox, Red Sox legend, I say, because he was great. And that year, oh, he had a great diving catch against the Astros in an intense situation. They end up with mm. mm. Red Sox legend. Yeah. No, the rest is history. But All right. All right. Three for three. You ready for the next? I Number so. four. How many do we have? Five. Two more. Can okay. you go perfect? Can you get a? Can I go perfect? Can you have we'll a perfect see. game here? We'll All right. Number four is three teams: the Guardians, the Royals, the Mariners. Name that free agent. Guardians, Royals, Mariners. This is this is switch hitting legend Carlos Slamtana. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hats off to you. All right. I feel really good about this. Benjamin I'm four Franklin. Four. I'm better. I will say this. I am better than I thought I would be at this. Um, yeah. So now it's, can I go perfect? Yeah, let's see. There's some pressure here. We're down to the last one. Are you ready? Right. Yep. His three teams, Yankees, Rays, Red Sox. Yankees. Name that free agent. Go. Yankees, Rays, Red Sox. 
Yankees, Rays, Red Sox. I don't, okay. I don't I'm know. Is he going to blow it? I'm going to take it. I'm down to two names. Okay, go. I'm going to guess. Is it Nate Eovaldi? I, is that your final answer? Yes, that's my final answer. Then you got it right. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Perfect. Uh, I like how. Well, how? Because we've been talking a lot of free agents right let's now. Go. We that have not was, talked to these guys. We did not, but uh, that, you're good. You're really good at what you do. Uh, Feel we, good about we yourself have today. Not talked to these guys. That that was a tough one. <laughs> there were a couple in there that were pretty difficult. That one was tough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was fun. That was good. I had fun. Perfect as always. I I mean, it's gonna be fun when you win. Cause I win. <laughs> right? All right. So those are um some free agents. None of them, I believe, none of them were in my top ten. No. But all pretty big baseball names. Yeah. Which just shows speaks volumes to the free agents that we do have this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave my top ten about a week ago. Uh, I will give probably next week a full, as many as I can, a full prediction of where I think everybody's going to go. But for right now, Alex and I are going to take some of the biggest names in free agency and predict where they go and for how much they are signing. And how many years? Everything. And how many years? Yes. Yeah. So I will start. Okay. I think we each have two. We do. Right? Mm-hmm. I will start with Trey Turner. Where huge is free he going to be? And he was with the Dodgers previously. Yep. I am saying he is coming back to the East Coast. In fact, I have predicting this, and you can attest to this. Yep. I have been predicting this for months now. Trey Turner to the Phillies. Six years, $220 million is my prediction. He wants to be on the East Coast. I think he wants to team back up with his former teammate, Bryce Harper. They were a lot of fun. They're going to be very good. And Trey Turner was sitting at home during the World Series, watching the Phillies, watching their crowd. It is an electric place. And I don't know, as a baseball player, how you can watch that and not say, I want to go play there. And my prediction, Trey Turner wants to come back to the East Coast. He's an East Coast guy, played college ball at NC State. Played for the Nationals. He wants to team back up with Bryce Harper, and he will end up with the Phillies. Now, we just spent a lot of time with the Phillies in the postseason. How do you see him fitting in with the Phillies if he ends up there? Well, great. I I look at this Phillies team and the team that we got to see up close and personal for a while. for long time. For what felt like it was a few weeks. Two weeks, yeah. We were there for the NLCS and the World Series. And the Phillies are – a middle infielder and some bullpen help away. Well, I mean, they, they were in the World Series. From winning a World Series. From winning a World Series. Yeah. They're in a, they're, they are a an elite team in the game of baseball. Their whole holes are middle infield. Absolutely. I Trey Turner is more than a perfect fit for this team. You can't have a more perfect fit to a team than Trey Turner to the Phillies this year. I am excited about the thought process of it even happening. I have been predicting it for three months now. I feel even better about it now. 
Uh, this would be the perfect fit. You look around this team, they are they are good in the outfield. Uh, they have Harper, Castellanos, Schwerber, Marsh. There are pieces out there. Infield, you have Hoskins, you have Bohm. They You have Real Muto behind the plate. Mm-hmm. You need middle infield help. Bryson Stott looks to be a guy. Get Trey Turner. Do what you want with those two guys. Move Stott over to second. Put, I do not care. Trey Turner to Philly is the perfect fit. All right. I feel good about that. Your prediction kind of blends into my next prediction. All right. Because if Trey Turner leaves, the Dodgers are going to have a hole. Oh, they're going to need prediction. They're going to need to fill that hole for Dodgers shortstop. Where Yeah. So I am guessing Carlos Correa to L.A. Seven years, two hundred and seventeen million, putting him about thirty-one million a year, which is right in the ballpark of what he wanted in his last contract. Um, but there's a lot of controversy around this bold prediction because not only will the clubhouse, the Dodgers clubhouse, accept Carlos Correa, will Dodger fans with open arms accept Carlos Correa? Because he was a part of that Astros 2017 team that beat the Dodgers in the World Series with this cheating scandal. There's a lot of bad blood, hard feelings around this. But on paper, he makes the most sense out of all the free agents in that position for the Dodgers if they can't get Trey Turner. So if Trey Turner goes, he feels like the next best bet for the Dodgers. I have a question for you okay. and all Dodgers fans yeah. out there. Okay. Would Carlos Correa be accepted as the Dodgers shortstop? On opening day, if Carlos Correa is the starting shortstop and they're announcing the lineups and it's a packed stadium or three-quarters packed because traffic and not everybody's able to get there <laughs> and the American well. flag is getting drawn out and players are coming out and that shortstop, Carlos Correa, what is the reaction that Carlos Correa gets from the crowd if he is their shortstop of the future? I'm going to be honest here. I think possible big boos out of the gate. But once he proves himself and makes some big hits, some big plays, fans are quick to forget. They're quick to forget once you become their own. Obviously, trades happen all the time. This one's a little. This one's a little tough, and I think it's going to take a little, a little more time, and a little more proving yourself, not only to the organization and the fan base to make that happen. But the other question is: Is that something that he wants to do and he wants to deal with and have that whole other stress and thought process of like, shoot, I'm going to come into the place and I'm not going to be immediately accepted by anyone who was a part of that team in 2017 on the Dodgers and then the L.A. fan base. But I think with a little time and some, like, really outstanding plays and hits, it could work. I think the answer to your last question is a resounding yes. Yeah. I think Carlos Correa thrives in a role as – The villain? A villain. Yeah. And now you can get paid – you can go be the shortstop for the best team in the National League over the course of the last decade. Yeah. And you'll have to prove yourself yeah. to the fan base. I think he would thrive in that role. I think he has thrived since everything came out. You saw him be the face that came out and was 
unapologetic because he's not sorry. And he knows what was going around around the league. And I think from talking to a lot of Dodgers fans, that's the reason Carlos Correa is so hated because of the way he handled the whole situation. But that is Carlos Correa. He just goes out. He plays the game. He doesn't care if you like him. He doesn't care how you feel about him. He's going to play the game. He's going to play the game hard, and he's going to be one of the best shortstops in baseball. And I think if he goes to L.A., Mm -hmm. I think he gets booed on opening day. Like 100%. But I I think it'll be like a – it'll start changing. It'll be more respectful. Like, okay, yeah, you're here now, but you got to earn your stripes, pal. And he will. I know. Because he thrives right? in this role. So I like it your works. prediction. I would it love works. to see it, Alex. I think it would be great for him. I think it would, it's obviously the perfect fit for the Dodgers. But I, just to see the reaction, I will ask you and I will ask everybody here listening, if you're a Dodgers fan, do you want that? Do you want them to sign Carlos Correa? You want an incredible player at shortstop. And if you can't keep Trey Turner, you got to get the best available player on the market. And like we both said, it'll take time. But eventually, if he plays well, which he will, and as you said, he thrives in those villain situations, they're going to accept him as their own eventually. I agree. Eventually, It might just take a bit of time. Uh, Half a season, maybe. (laughs) Um, My next prediction. All right prized top catcher available on the market Ooh. because he wasn't traded at the deadline by the Cubs, which was which everyone dumb, thought dumb, he dumb. he gave his like goodbye speech. Yep. Uh, so weird. Wilson Contreras to the Detroit Ooh. Tigers. Okay. Three years, sixty-two million dollars is my prediction. Hear me out. Okay. All right. New New front office man in town. I don't want to say GM because that's not his technical title. Okay. But the head of baseball operations for the Tigers, Scott Harris, in town. The Tigers have been a disappointment for years now. Unacceptable. Um, And it started at the end of my brother's tenure there. He gets traded for nothing, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't get a good return. It has been an unacceptable there. The Tigers were supposed to be better last year. You bring in Javi Baez, new guy in town. I believe there's a reuniting of Cubs players, Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras. And here's my reasoning. Okay. For the Tigers, they're built around their young rotation that they have. God, their rotation is so good, so young, so talented. But you look around the field and there are a lot of holes. But. For me, having a catcher behind the plate to guide those guys, and and Wilson Contreras isn't the most well-known defensive behind the plate, calling a game, that kind of catcher. He's an offensive-minded first catcher, yes. But having a savvy vet back there, one of the better catchers in the game of baseball with a great pitching staff, a, a good, talented, young pitching staff. And I go back to 2005, when the Tigers were coming off of a year that was a nightmare, Mm -hmm. lose over 100 games, one of the worst teams in baseball history, it felt like. But for some reason, Yvonne Rodriguez signed there. Pudge, one of the greatest of all time. Friend of the pod. And it turned around so quickly. In 2006, 
A year later, the Detroit Tigers were in the World Series, and it all started with Pudge, having a guy behind the plate. I don't care what everybody wants to say. I don't care if you play baseball and you're listening. The hardest position to play on the field is catcher. You get beat up. It's a nightmare to play, and you are the field general. Everything happens in front of you. Everything. It's such an important position. For me, as a guy that wants to see the Tigers organization turn around, it has been far too long. I think Wilson Contreras would be a great fit. I have heard links there. It's not like I'm pulling this out of my wherever. It is, it is a great fit, in my opinion, and I think it would be a good start to helping the Tigers turn it around. A great start already. Scott Harris coming in. Now where do you go from here? He said he wants to be players this offseason. He said he wants to make a splash. You have your shortstop, Javi Baez, coming off of a pretty bad year, pretty down year. But it's time, and I think Wilson Contreras would be a good fit there for, for, the, for the Tigers. So that's my prediction. Pretty bold I like there. That. But I like you that. like it? I do. All right. Yeah, he seemed like a very beloved guy, and especially yeah. like – you want to go to a place where you're going to be welcomed. You're building a – what's the word I'm looking for? A culture. And he is such a good guy to help wrap around that and be that culture guy. By the, by the way, before before I ask your, your final pick here, speaking of baseball culture, baseball town, the city of Detroit, very near and dear to my heart, is baseball – heaven when they are good ah it is so much fun the the city deserves a good baseball team Mm -hmm. it deserves a team that is winning games it has been so long and for a while they had one of one of the greatest teams ever to not win a world series and to get so close and to not have it god i just i want the city of detroit and I want the Tigers to be back to winning baseball games here soon, and I think Wilson Contreras would be a great fit. So just had to say that. Um, Alex, your final pick here. We're each getting two. Yep. Who is your next pick? Probably the the biggest name in the free agent market right now. Might have heard of him. We might hear his name in a couple of minutes here in the MVP. Ah, Brandon Nimmo. Conversation. <laughs> Aaron Judge ah, yeah, Aaron to Judge. stay – with the New York Yankees, and they are going to give them $336 million over eight years, putting them at about $42 million a year. Now, we just heard the Yankees come out during the owners' meeting on Tuesday say, I want him to be a Yankee for the rest of his life. So I think they're going to do whatever it takes. They would be so silly, and it would be such a fail if the Yankees didn't do whatever it took to keep Aaron Judge, who just had one of the greatest offensive seasons we have seen in the game, keep him in New York, give him what he wants. As you've said over and over again, give him that captain, give him that, give him, give him whatever he wants and needs to keep him in New York. I think, look, I think if he could, if he could pick in a perfect world, yeah, I think he wants to be in New York. And I have said many times, it's a massive failure for the New York Yankees if you don't sign this guy to a lifetime deal and put a C on his chest and make him the first captain since Derek Jeter, big number 99 out in right field. He's a legend. He's an icon out there. Yeah. So I I, I absolutely, if I had to pick right now, I would agree with you. 
I think there's one other option. I do too. I'm curious if we're the same. Also in New York? No. Oh. I, well, okay, maybe two other options. But my if he goes anywhere. Yeah. Because I don't think. Look, I. Sure, in a perfect world, in a in a fun world, you could yeah. say Steve Cohen will not be outbid for Aaron Judge. My one other option. Okay. Would be the Giants. My one other option would be the Mets. He's from the Bay Area. Okay. Grew up a fan. Grew up a huge Barry Bonds guy. We heard him talk about the home run record saying, look, I'm a Bay yeah. Area guy. Barry Bonds holds the all-time record. That, that's the record he right. looks at. And the Giants have said, we have the capability and the money mm. to go get him. And they will be huge players in this. So okay. I, I think they'll I think they'll I think they'll make a hard push. Uh, that would be my one other option. Your one other option, ob- obviously a thought in my mind. Why yeah. do you think the Mets are are in play here? Um, because I just think they have an owner that's yeah. gonna go and pay him whatever the hell he wants, and they would love to steal the Yankees number one player. And just have them stay in New York, but for the other guys, it would yep. be, oh man, I, I mean, I ooh, it would be tough for him to stay and like live in New York and then make that switch from Yankees to Mets. Those fans would not be happy, but they got the pockets to do it. You know, it's an interesting point here, and you are right. Steve Cohen has the pockets to yeah. do whatever he wants. Yeah, I think there's an interesting world. What in which? They are players mm-hmm. to drive up the price Ooh. so that the Yankees Might have be to in pay benefit, more than yeah. they would be comfortable for because they have said they won't be outbid for Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. So who steps in? Steve Cohen. He hears something like that. All right, let yeah. me drive up Let's your go. price. Let's Next go. thing you know, he's taking away a lot of their payroll yeah. just to drive up the price for his crosstown rivals. Ooh. I could see that being a, a case That's here. a good play. That's like a shark businessman billionaire play right there. Right. And yeah. what, he's the wealthiest owner. So yep. what are what are the Dude. two outcomes there? You drive up the price for the Yankees, put them in a position they'd rather not be in, or the Yankees say, ah, nope, we're good. And you wind and up you with Aaron Judge on your team. Yeah. See, that's dangerous. That's probably the most dangerous competition. I, I yeah. just got excited about that possibility. Fun, right? That could be fun. Yeah. But just the fact that Aaron Judge – is on the market. Crazy. And the the Yankees gave him that low ball offer at the beginning of the year. He turned it down, bet on himself, mm-hmm. and had potentially an MVP season. We will find out here in about 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, but just how, how exciting that he is a free agent. But, Alex, about – we're about 10 minutes away <sighs> from the AL MVP announcement as we sit right now. And the three finalists being Aaron Judge, one, mm-hmm. Shohei Otani, and Jordan Alvarez being the other one. This is an exciting one for me <laughs> because, obviously, um, how closely I have covered yeah. Shohei since he came into the league, how big of a fan I have been of Shohei since he was in Japan just because of my journey. I was yeah. a two-way guy in college, and I – thought it was impossible at the big league level. I hear about what he's doing. I become a big fan. And now here we are in 2022. And I did a sit down interview special with one of the greatest talents of all time. Uh, So obviously uh, I'm very invested in, into this race and the only person that could ever 
have a chance of ever winning an MVP award when Shohei Otani did what he did this year and last year is Aaron Judge. Yep. Who broke the all-time Yankees, all-time American League home run record, had one of the greatest offensive seasons we have ever seen. So, look, there's no wrong option here. There isn't. That's that's really big of you to say. And look, <laughs> I I can I will sit here right now and say I I don't know what's going to happen here in 5 to 10 minutes. Uh I I believe Aaron Judge is probably going to end up winning the award. Yep. But it's not who I would vote for, Alex. And and that's no what I want to make very clear is how big of a fan I am of Aaron Judge and what he did this season. It was remarkable. It was one of the greatest seasons ever. And for a guy that just loves the game of baseball, what he brought to the game this year was so valuable. And he had people in September on the edge of their seat as the Yankees pummeled the Pittsburgh Pirates because of what he was doing. It was a magical year. My vote, of which I do not have one, would be for Shohei Otani. Because what we saw last year was the greatest season of all time in Major League Baseball history. Until this year, when Shohei did what he did this year, making this season that he just had the greatest season we have ever seen of all time. The guy hit 34 home runs and had a 2.33 ERA on the mound in 166 innings pitched. What a remarkable season. And it was full of first-time-evers, right? For the first time in history, you look at Aaron Judge, and he had one of the greatest seasons of all time. But what was it? A, 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 it wasn't, and I, I, I don't want to knock him, but what Shohei did was one of one. Yeah. Aaron Judge is one of one in the American League side. He broke the all-time home run record, but he's not close to Barry Bonds' record, which he himself says is the the record. record. He does not hold the record. Barry Bonds holds the record. Shohei Otani this year. Let's just do a little recap as we head into this AL MVP award that will be announced in just a few minutes. This season, this season alone, Shohei Otani, the only player ever to record an 8-plus RBI game as a batter and a 13-plus strikeout game as a pitcher at any point in a player's career. Shohei Otani did it in consecutive games. No player has ever done that. Nobody ever. Shohei did it in back-to-back nights. He's also the only player in MLB history with 10-plus wins and 30-plus home runs in the same season. One of one there. Only American League starting pitcher to throw 40 or more 100-mile-an-hour fastballs this season. That's just as a pitcher. Only player to ever qualify as a league leader as both a pitcher and a hitter in one season. Only player in the World Series era to compile 10 or more wins and 10 or more stolen bases. Now we're bringing in speed. Mm -hmm. And lastly, the first player in MLB history to throw and face the first pitch of the season for a team. One of one. Shohei Otani is one of one. And for all of those reasons, despite the greatness that we saw this year from Aaron Judge, my vote would be 
for Shohei Otani. The craziest thing to wrap your head around is he won MVP last season unanimously. And he had an even greater season this year. And as you mentioned, he's creating his own history. Yep. He is writing his own. He, he's doing things we have never seen before in the history of the game. And I've always had the mindset of why can't we appreciate greatness when it's right in front of our faces? Do not get jaded when you see players like this in any sport. This is a magical thing to be able to witness and to be here in this moment and be part of it and watch it and be there for it. If you're ever able to go to a game where he's pitching and hitting, do it because it is crazy. I agree. Not to cut you off. Oh, the announcement okay. has been made. Aaron Judge okay. <laughs> is the American League most valuable player. 28 of 30 first place votes going to Aaron Judge. Wow. Tani getting two first place votes and coming in second place. So congratulations to Aaron Judge. The reason that I wanted to talk Shohei leading up mm -hmm. is because I want to talk about Aaron Judge yeah. here. Because it is it is well-deserved. And there was no wrong answer. Aaron Judge had one of the greatest seasons of all time. And you can't take away from the fact that he was doing it in high-pressure situations for a team in New York that was in the hunt for the playoffs and doing it while the home run chase was going on and he was going after this record. And he had the sport of baseball wrapped up into his palm. Oh, yeah. Me included. I mentioned it a second ago. I was on my, the edge of my seat when he was facing the Pittsburgh Pirates when he had a chance to, to tie and break the record, Roger Maris's record. Um, so what he has done for the game of baseball since he came into the league, Aaron Judge is one of the faces of Major League Baseball. There is no doubt about that. The New York Yankees need to, right now, sign him to a lifetime contract, yep. give him all the money he wants, give him all the money he deserves, put a C on his chest, make him the captain. He is one of the greatest players in the game of baseball coming off of one of the greatest seasons of all time offensively. And congratulations to him for winning this award. Um, Well-deserved, yeah. obviously. Um, if anybody was going to take away the award from Shohei Otani this year and what he did coming off of his unanimous MVP last year, and having a better season this year, arguably, yeah. there's only one person that could have done it. And there's only one season that it could have possibly been because you saw Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and what he did last year, potentially winning a triple crown. Yeah. And it didn't happen, and he wasn't even close to winning MVP. It speaks volumes to the year that Aaron Judge had this year. Congratulations to Aaron Judge, the 2022 Most Valuable Player in the American League. And first Yankee MVP since A-Rod won it in 2007, which is crazy because that franchise, the Yankees franchise, you always you always have this thought in your head that they're great, they're going to be great, they're going to have the best players because that's kind of their reputation. And he, it, it's, it's been quite a bit of time since they had an MVP on their team. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, th that is wild since yeah. 2007. Yeah. Um, a-Rod in 05 as well, so 05 and 07, and now it's taken until 2022. Um, but this is their guy. And I, I, we talked about this earlier in the show, but I can't stress this enough. It is a massive, massive failure if the Yankees 
do not sign him. You are the New York Yankees. You've been known in my lifetime as the organization that goes out and gets what they want. For the last decade, I would say, I think a decade is fair to say, they haven't been that team anymore. They don't go out and get the biggest free agent on the market all whenever they want. They haven't been doing that. Look at last year at shortstop. The biggest free agent in in multiple ways, definitely the biggest in stature. Is your guy. And the number one free agent in my in my top ten this offseason, and clearly the number one free agent, yeah. is Aaron Judge. He's your guy. He's been there his whole career. You drafted him. He won rookie of the year. He he is your guy. Don't yeah. mess this up. Go do it. He's coming off an MVP year. What better time to throw him the bag and make him a Yankee for life? That should absolutely be the case. Uh, So congratulations to him. Shohei Otani coming in second. Um, But as we were talking about, Alex, um, wouldn't have been my vote. Understand the vote. Um, Shohei has transformed the sport of baseball forever, and he is a true one of one. He was a one of one last year, and again this year, one of one. And this year he comes in second place. Which is why I my spiel I was giving before we heard that Aaron Sorry Judge. Sorry to cut you off, by the no, way. No, no, no. It's like... so funny that it's like I was so deep in Otani. <laughs> so deep in the Otani conversation, and then it just happened to be, and Aaron Judge is your MVP. The beginning of that, I said the craziest thing about the whole situation is that he was the unanimous MVP the year before and then had arguably a better year this year but we all kind of knew he wasn't going to win it this year. So it's instead of getting jaded or downplaying what he did or what he continues to do and what he will continue to do for the game of baseball, just appreciate it because it's insane. Yeah, absolutely. So it was very important. To, that's why I'm glad we were able to talk about it a little before the announcement was made. It's very important to me to be able to talk about Shohei and the greatness that is him. And then once it was announced that Aaron Judge wins the award, to give him all the kudos in the world because he absolutely deserves it. One thing I will say here. Yeah. Great. He won the award. But let's not – the argument that I got so tired of throughout the year was the team argument of, well, the Yankees were really good and the Angels were really not. I I struggle with that argument for for so many reasons, more than we have time to talk about. But – Aaron Judge won this award because he broke the all, he broke the all-time record and there are plenty of reasons to vote for him and obviously 28 of the 30 first place votes were for him. One of those reasons when it comes to baseball should not be the team he plays on because guess what? This award is an individual award and Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge can't help well Aaron Judge can help it now the people he's yeah. surrounded by he can go wherever he wants. But you're on the team you're on, and yeah. you can't you can't hold your other team. You can't uh, expect your other teammates to to be as good as better than they are, or worse. Than, you know, it is what it is. So Shohei Otani wasn't on a good baseball team this year, and Aaron Judge was. And if you flip those two rosters, but keep the those two guys on the same roster, guess what? If you put all the Yankees beside Aaron Judge on the Angels, the Angels are a playoff team. And if you switch it, the Yankees stink. Don't give the team argument for it. I was tired of that. But Aaron Judge won because of the year he had. And I just wanted to take the time once he did win to give him the the congratulations that he deserved. I'm curious how many times a player has won the MVP award and then become a free agent 
that next season mm. because that's that's crazy, right? Like that that like that is crazy. How I know we are towards we're towards the end of the show. Okay, wrapping up here in a yeah. few, but. If we have somebody able to get us that information within the next couple of minutes, that'd be great. Because yeah. I don't know the answer to that. How yeah, many times has a player won the and most valuable player award and then the very next year, that offseason, when, when he is named most yes. valuable player, yes. he is at that time technically could be on, like, a free agent. Yeah. How crazy is that? I don't know the answer to it. Um, but congratulations to Paul Goldschmidt, mm-hmm. National League MVP, and in my opinion, and I believe yours, yeah. Hall of Fame worthy, yep. right? You Definitely. agree there? Yep. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Aaron Judge. We've now done all of the awards the last couple of days. Congratulations to my brother, Justin. Congratulations to Sandy Alcantara, Julio Rodriguez, Michael Harris II, Terry Francona, Buck Showalter, wow, proud of myself for getting through Good all job. of those on the spot. Yep. Um, pretty cool. And it was cool in the offseason to be able to do a couple shows in a row and to do this live where, by the way, I can't stress this enough, it was not planned yesterday to be live during <laughs> Justin's announcement. So if you have not listened to that episode, uh, that's funny. go back and listen because the plan wasn't to be live for it, but the build up, the emotions, it was all craziness. Uh, but what a fun couple of days for us here Alex a couple of days we're back in studio and a fun couple of days based all around these free agents and I went five for five in our free agent game Uh, you had a good day you've had a good couple of days good couple of days good couple of weeks Um, Erlander family's had a great couple of weeks one arguably better than the other I'm here going five for five and I guess that free agent game and my brother is one of those free agents (laughs) about to make 30 million dollars or four more so who's really winning me because I won a game (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um so thank you all for listening this one has been a blast um this week uh we also have a fun episode coming up with mattress mac a legend i knew he was a legend but man after this guy is an absolute icon do not miss that episode as well mattress mac coming up here soon aaron judge american league most valuable player Shohei Otani coming in second. Paul Goldschmidt, National League Most Valuable Player. Congratulations to everybody. This episode was a lot of fun. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all enjoyed staring at my Christmas sweater courtesy of Fox. Team USA gets underway in the World Baseball, not the World Baseball. World Cup. Wait, World Baseball Classic. There's news there. Shohei Otani. Yeah. Playing in the World Baseball Classic for Team Japan. Drop that news today. I'm glad I just... I slipped up there it and it good. led to a great yeah. Shohei Otani overnight announced that he's playing for Team Japan in the World Baseball Classic. Epic. That will be on Fox. Also on Fox, mm-hmm. the World Cup coming here in just a few days. Team USA playing on Monday on Fox. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out Flippin' Bats Pod also wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify, wherever. Also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. What a fun couple of days. Thank you all for listening. We will be back soon, and you'll hear from Mattress Mac for another episode of Flippin' Bats. Thank you all for listening. Peace.